Attention to roll call. Welcome to the 265 Police Live Series. Brought to you by the New York's finest retired and unfiltered podcast. The mission of this podcast is to provide expert analysis of past and present law enforcement related events with a trained eye. Listen to the boots on the ground weigh in on the court of public opinion. All right, everybody, welcome to 265 Police Live. We are the experts. We're here to give you more content about police-related events here at New York's Finest Retired Unfiltered Podcast. John, how you doing, my brother? I'm, I'm pissed. I'm mad. My blood is boiling. I hope you are right now, too. Hey, for my viewers out there right now, if you're actually watching this, I know most of our viewers listen to it. If you're watching, I got a pretty little shiner here. I was actually doing jiu-jitsu. Uh, I'm a big advocate advocate for it. I love it. I'm doing jiu-jitsu in Brazil. And uh, I was rolling, and by accident, I got a nice elbow to the face, and I got a pretty little shiner here. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, John, I, I know you and I both worked in the one-to-one precinct, uh, so we really understand the, uh, the magnitude and the nomenclature of what's going on in this particular video that had surfaced. So a video had surfaced where there was – uh, a fight that ensued between police officers and a potential adversary where an arrest had to be affected. Uh, why this is important, I, I'm, I'm pissed off at the response of Mayor Eric Adams and obviously the commissioner, Commissioner Sewell. And here we are. We just did an evaluation. We just did an evaluation the other day. You and I did a podcast. We evaluated the first year of Mayor Eric Adams of the greatest city of, in the world, New York City. Uh, and and you both, both you and I agree it was epic fail. And the assumption was that he was a cop and he's going to be able to uh, save the city. And, and you and I debunked that. And we, we clearly proved that he wasn't a cop because here we are, January 4th, 2023. We're in the first week of the year and we're, we're at 29% increase in violent crime. And there's no support for the police officers, no support for the cops because the response was an immediate suspension of the police officers. There was no benefit of the doubt, no investigation conducted. And I watched this video. It's a short video of 15, 20 seconds. And I was able to dissect and share space on that and make my own conclusion. And, and you and I talked about this, the trained eye, the observation skills. But I'm pissed. I'm disappointed. I mean, you and I, we have to go over this video and really talk about it for the public to understand and our fellow cops out there. We're out there to support you. I, I'm disgusted by this. I'm so disappointed. But it's clear to me that Mayor Eric Adams and Commissioner Sewell are both full of shit. They have no vision and zero leadership. And the message that they're giving to their cops, their rank and file is don't do police work. Don't do intrusive police work. Don't take action. What do you say? Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think that we predicted anything that every officer in the NYPD didn't know. You know, even though everybody was shaking hands with him during the Christmas events, I think we all knew when the political pressure came, he would throw you under the bus. Here we are, nine-second video of police officers, nine seconds. Um, and, you know, we'll get into that. I want to I wanna get here Eric's breakdown of it, and I'll break down for for you as well. We, there's a New York Post article about it. There's a Daily News article. There's a New York Times article. We'll read the Post article. But before I do, I'm just going to give you the scenario of what happened. And this is through the word of mouth of police officers. This is from a police officer group text. This is from people who are on the scene who know people that were on the scene. The guy was doing a school dismissal, talking about the cop on the scene. 
He responded to a 1034 of a youth being jumped. He tried to, in effect, a lawful arrest. Another kid tried stopping that and struck the officer in his head two times. Then, when trying to be cuffed, he, she kept striking the officer. The officer struck back to gain compliance. He called the 1085 requesting for police assistance. Then he called the 1013. We, we collared the kid. A try report was done, meaning they arrested the kid. A threat injury resistant report was done, which is the protocol when force is has to be used. And clearly in this situation, force had to be used. It went to the hospital. Kid was 14. No injuries. Okay. So I, I put out a tweet there a while back. And I said, I, I quoted the uh, old police, uh, the old police benevolent association uh, president Philip Caruso, and what he said was, "Police work is a contact sport. It doesn't look pretty on camera." Eric, based on the info that I just told you, and I'll go into the article and I'll go into all the other stuff as well, but based on what I just told you right there. You just give us your analysis of that. First of all, Commissioner Sewell and Mayor Eric Adams, I'm completely disappointed by your response. Obviously, you fold into the masses. You're playing politics. There's no room for politics and policing. And you sent a clear message and a vision in your first week of 2023 in your chance to bring this city back. And this is affecting you citizens out there. It's not making you any safer. I think their response was absolutely terrible. It's disgusting. I'm actually mad. My blood is boiling that the police officer was suspended. The immediate knee-jerk reaction was a suspension of the police officer based on a nine-second video. Nine seconds, this police officer's career has changed. His life has changed. He has to go home to explain to his family, his wife, his kids, or his his mother is, I don't know what his family situation is, but he has to go home and explain to someone that he was suspended for doing his job. There was no benefit of doubt given. Completely, there was no investigation. This is absolutely falling to the masses. You and I just did a podcast. We evaluated Mayor Eric Adams for his first year. We talked about it. It was a complete epic failure. And you said it perfect, John. You said that if there is some type of incident with his political pressure, it's climatical. It makes the news, and it's in the public eye. Those cops will be crushed, and Mayor Eric Adams will be at the forefront of it. And you couldn't be have you couldn't have been more right. You were correct, one hundred percent correct. I'm disgusted. My blood is boiling. Honestly, this is absolutely ridiculous that the police officer was suspended because you and I talked about this. I see it, and I know you do. I see things because I didn't even know all that information. What you just read, I didn't even know that. But based on the video. I was able to dissect it, and I, based on my trained eye, my observation skills, I was able to break down. And I tell you what, I actually pretty much had what you said without knowing all that information. I just knew that. I also am fortunate, and so are you, John. If the public doesn't know, John and I both worked in the 112 precinct, which at the time uh, encompassed this particular school, IS-51. Now it's in the 121 precinct. They actually changed 
uh, geographical areas of employment based on precinct. They broke it down. But this was in the confines of the one to one precinct. So John and I are familiar. And this particular school had a habitual problem for gang fights, crew fights, and obviously it's still going on. But back when I worked there from January 2004 to 2009, we did intrusive police work. We were still working the broken windows theory. And we would take action and we would get more support. We were able to quell the problems over there. So obviously we're at a point here where the problems have continued. There's no support for these police officers. And here they did. They took action and they got suspended for it. So the complete response is don't do your job. I've talked about this before. Intrusive police work is what curbs crime. There's a difference between omnipresence and, and, and intrusive police work. A security guard is there for omnipresence. Observe, report, and witness. A police officer does intrusive police work. They take action. But the police officer took action and got suspended for it. So the message is, be a security guard. Stand by, witness, observe, report. Do not take action. Stand by and do nothing. Because that's what they want you to do. And if you do take action, based on political pressure, it could cost your career. Because now there's going to be a concurrent jurisdiction with the Civilian Complaint Review Board. They're going to face discipline based on the disciplinary matrix. And you and I debunked how this bias, it's ambiguous, and there's nepotism involved in this discipline matrix. According to the police commissioner, she was going to revamp it and modify it. But it's completely obvious. That's a farce and that's a lie. It's, I mean, here we go again, right? The nine-second video. Police department talks about transparency. But we only get a nine-second video of a cop throwing punches while you could tell he's trying to bring the girl down to the ground by her jacket because it's the only way that he can take her to the ground legally now in New York City thanks to the diaphragm law. So we get only a nine-second video of her actively swinging at him and him swinging back. While there's a huge crowd around them and they're moving and they're actually trying to pull her away from the officer and she's trying to break free. So I just want to back up on the whole incident where it starts. Police officers responded to a 911 call. They responded to a 34 assault in progress. Okay. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast, if there's an assault in progress going on. If you were assaulted, if you saw a child being assaulted by two other children and you called 911, you would expect the cops to come there and intervene. I'm sure everybody would expect the cops to come there and intervene and stop the assault on one individual. So the cops do exactly that. They go in and they get there to intervene. The problem lies in here. When they intervene and they affect arrest, now we have a bystander who decides they're going to intervene while the police are affecting an arrest of the perpetrator. So the bystander now comes in. The officer tells her to get back. And I'm going to read you because I actually watched the video. I actually watched the video of the girl who you're seeing in the video being struck. And she said... I tried to see what was going on. The officer pushed me back, so I punched him in his face two times. <laughs> but that from her own mouth. She punched you need him. to say that again. You need to say that again. I was trying to see what was going on because I saw my sister being arrested. The officer pushed me back. So one right there, she's in distance enough where his arm's able to reach her, which is unsafe. It's obstructing governmental administration, Bingo. governmental authority. It's interfering in an arrest. 
Uh, it's, it, it is creating an unsafe, dangerous environment, not only for the officers, for the victim, for everyone on the New York City street on that day. So now she's she's on top of OGA. She's being disorderly and she's causing a crowd to form on top of that. He pushes her back to not to push her, not because he wants to be a tough guy. He pushes her back to get distance. Get away from me. You can't be on top of me while we're making an arrest. And she says blatantly, I punched him in his face two times. Okay? So, Eric, I mean, you've been in these scenarios a million times. I've been in these scenarios a million times. I mean, you're there. You're affecting arrest. Somebody's intervening. You push them back. They punch you in your face twice. The diaphragm law is now in effect. We know what happens if you take somebody down by the head. You'll be guilty of a chokehold, right? Because since the Eric Gardner situation, as we've told on this episode, on this on this podcast numerous times, we've had no training on how to take a suspect to the ground since the Eric Gardner situation. We still don't know what the proper way is. Diaphragm bill comes in. Um, we can't take a, we can't take people down by the head. We can't land on them. We can't put our bodies on top of their backs, on their chests. We can't fall on them by accident during the course of that because if we do, it's a misdemeanor and the police officer will be arrested. Um, and it's basically left us with the with our only option at this point while we're in fighting distance of each other is to throw hand strikes, which the officer does. The, in, in that scenario that I just gave you, with the laws we have in place today, Eric, is there anything you think you could have did differently in the heat of the moment while you're being surrounded by a cop, by by a ton of, by a huge crowd? You have you're outnumbered. You and all the cops are outnumbered. You have a prisoner already that you're trying to arrest, and so now you have a second one who's intervening and just struck you in the face two times. It's funny that you said that because before I answer that, I want to tell you I I spoke to a reporter today from the Gothamist which is a pretty leftist liberal newspaper from New York City. But she was very nice. She was very kind. We had a good conversation. She wanted my opinion uh, and reflective of that video. And, and at the time, I only had – I didn't even watch the video yet. So I said, let me watch the video, and I called it back. So I watched that video. It was nine seconds. I, I, I called it back maybe within 30, 40 seconds. It's just based on that nine-second video. I was able to make an assessment with a trained eye and dissect and break it down. I didn't know about – that there was a assault prior to that. I didn't know that they called for help. I didn't know any of that. But just from watching the video, I was able to make the assessment that they needed help. Clearly, they were outnumbered. They had several persons of interest, uh, perpetrators. All right, I know that the public wants to refer to them as kids because they're young. But at this point, for the police officers, their job is to effect an arrest and to quell a crowd. They're perpetrators. They're impeding an arrest. Several individuals, perpetrators, are grabbing onto the adversary of the police officers, trying to take this person, remove them from the scene so that the police officers can't affect an arrest. You have a large crowd. You see it's completely violent. And here's the problem. You'll hear from the public. You'll hear from people. They're kids. Now, I understand that. But at this point, they're perpetrators. They're causing havoc. This is not just the perpetrators. Is this not just one perpetrator? I've said this before on another podcast. The police officer is not trying to affect an arrest just for one person. This entire incident, we have vehicular traffic. This is a commercial area. It's busy. It's an urban area. We have a lot of moving parts there. We have pedestrians moving around. John and I both work there. And they had a habitual problem. Large crowds, fights, crews, gang fights. 
and we had to intercept that and, and impede that problem. But in the police, I want to say, in this particular case, because you and I have talked about other police officers not ready for violence, these police officers, I'd like to say I'm extremely proud of them for taking action. They did exactly what they're trained to do and what they're paid to do. Take action, effect an arrest, quell a problem, and protect themselves. You as a police officer, you do have the right to protect yourself. Unfortunately, I'm confident a threat resistance injury report was generated. And I'm sure there's going to be a concurrent jurisdiction investigation from the Civilian Complaint Review Board. And I'm sure they're already weaponizing the disciplinary matrix, and I'm sure they've already found that cop guilty based on the, the, uh, the video. But the problem is the public will refer to them as kids. Now, I say to the public, for anyone out there, if you have kids, or if you if you don't, you've probably held a baby. Let's talk about a two-year-old baby. Have you ever held a two-year-old baby in your arms, and by accident, they poke you in the eye? Guess what? It hurts. And that's a two-year-old baby. So here, the police officer trying to effect an arrest with 14-year-old kids. Some of these are, these are big kids. It's a large crowd. They're violent. They're actively resisting. And the fight is on. And the police officers left, uh, the police officers there have limited abilities to take action. Just as you said before, they have the diaphragm law, and also they have the body cameras, and they also have cameras on them from bystanders and they're watched and micromanaged under the pressure of Civilian Complaint Review Board, Mayor Eric Adams, and not sure on exactly what the, what the vision is and the mission of Commissioner Sewell is. And we've heard before that she's going to revamp and modify the discipline matrix, and I've been skeptical of it. I said I do appreciate her saying that she's going to look into it, but I don't believe it. Based on their response to this police officer, I don't. Because based on this video, I think strikes were completely appropriate to effect an arrest. Now, the question that was asked to me by this reporter was, if I was in that position, would I do anything different to de-escalate the situation? Now, I think that question is laughable. Why? Because we are way beyond de-escalation. The public advocates, they love to use this word, de-escalate, the buzzword. We are way beyond de-escalation. We're at a point where police officers are trying to effect an arrest. You can clearly see that this adversary is hunched over, posturing, trying to get themselves out of the jacket where other persons of interest are pulling on them, trying to assist them in, in, uh, in evading the arrest. It doesn't matter gender, female, male. This is a perpetrator impeding an arrest. And the police officers had to take action and strikes were appropriate. Pepper spray would not be appropriate with the crowds that you have at that at point. The taser would not be appropriate with a jacket. In close proximity, you need distance for that taser to work. Obviously, you're not going to use your firearm. A baton would not be appropriate to pull it out with a large crowd. The diaphragm law is, is hindering the police officers from taking this girl down to the ground and going knee on belly. So they are left with using strikes, and I think they deployed strikes appropriately to effect an arrest. And the response of a, a suspension is disgusting. And my message to the cops out there right now is stop doing your job. Do exactly what they want you to do. Be a security guard. Stand there, witness, observe, and report. Stop taking action. You know, I, I just like to remind everybody, you know, right right prior to Christmas in Brooklyn, high school dismissal had a similar incident. Kid walking down the block, two blocks away from the school, no school safety around, and boom, brawl breaks out. One kid getting jumped, and they stabbed the kid numerous times until he bleeds out on the ground and dies. You know, and here we are. Salt in progress, numerous individuals beating up on one girl. If that was your daughter, how would you like the cops to de-escalate that when they showed up? They showed up, and the, and the assault did not stop. 
And even if they did show up and the assault stopped, should they not try to affect the arrest? And what should they do when someone intervenes while them affecting arrest? Oh, these are just kids. Let me tell you something. These kids will kill you. All right. Every every guy out there. Oh, she's a girl. You know what? He laid a couple of hammer fists on her and she was swinging like they didn't affect her at all. And she was uninjured. So obviously he wasn't trying to really take her down that hard. He wasn't trying to break her nose. He wasn't trying to do anything. He wasn't. He was trying to get her to put her hands behind her back and stop fighting. And she clearly wasn't. And again, she struck him in the face two times after he pushed her back from her, basically giving her a warning that she would be arrested for interfering in the middle of an arrest. That was none of her business. So she placed herself in the position to even be in there. When he pushes her back, she then openly admits she punches him in the face twice. Now, do I believe that he's punching her in the face to, to oh, you hit me, now I have to hit you? No. He's trying to get a hand. He's trying to take her down. You clearly see what his, with his hand, he's trying to take her down by her jacket, and he can't get her, and she's still swinging at him. So I don't understand what, what, we, what their kids matters. I don't understand how it matters at all. The New York Post article says cop pummels girl. Pummels 14-year-old girl. Let me, re- let me read exactly exactly what it said. NYPD cop suspended after pummeling 14-year-old girl during after-school spy- uh, fight. Supposed to be breaking it up in Queens. So let me tell you something. We're not, we're not, we're not there to break up fights. You're going to jail. You're going to jail at that point. You assaulted somebody else. You're going to jail. Doesn't matter how old you are. I know New York just passed this law, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, that 12-year-olds are no longer getting prosecuted. But I just want to stay on this because these kids are in that age range. They're in junior high school. There are 12-year-olds in junior high school. Um, And I, I don't know what you would expect a police officer to do in that situation. He, you know, he hammer fisted her. Numerous times, and she doesn't go to the ground. We only see the nine seconds. We don't see what happens before that, and we don't see what happens after that. But we see her on video. She's not has no marks after, and she's talking to the New York Post saying, yeah, I punched him in his face twice. And now the Post is saying, oh, cops shouldn't do that. You want the cop fired? Yeah, I think the cop should be fired. All right, you know what? I think the cop, I think the cop should... I think the cop should actually sue the New York Post, and I think he should actually sue the department for jumping on the suspension because from what I'm hearing, there was zero investigation done by Group 54. I'm hearing actually a councilwoman called right down to the mayor. The mayor called the police commissioner. The police commissioner called the chief of IAB. Chief IAB called the CEO of Group 54. I want him suspended. No investigation done. You know, we talk about the age of transparency with as a nine-second video. Let's release the whole video. And, and here's my other thing. I don't care how many punches he threw. I don't care how many punches he threw. It doesn't matter. We're not, we're not trained the specific. It's not two punches and, and, and wait for the buzzer and then throw another two punches and reassess. This isn't what it is. You're in the middle of a volatile situation. Anything can happen. There's people all around you. Again, fight on a New York City street. Death is imminent. 
cars are coming. You don't know who has a knife, which one of those kids has a knife, which one of those kids has a gun. What? I, I, who else in that neighborhood is going to come out and attack you? And and we're going to start to judge. Oh, you know why? He shouldn't have threw that many punches. No, it was all right that he punched them, but he just shouldn't have threw that many punches. So, again, police department doesn't never, never tells us how to take anybody down, right? Since Eric Garner, we don't get trained. Then we don't get trained the way I was trained, right? Take him to the ground, uh, get him handcuffed, use leverage, put your knee in his back to use leverage, use his arm, bend his arm back, do whatever you have to do to gain compliance. If, if need be, close strikes to the face, to the ribs, to the chest, to the arms, right? To get him to, to gain compliance, him or her, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know, you know, most of you have never been in fights, and you all talk about how big and tough you are, and 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 how and how you would react in a fight, but you've never been in a physical one. So I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I could tell looking, I could tell looking at her right now that I would have a problem with her. I could tell right now looking at her, I would have a problem with her. And and then and then, you know, what what Mayor Adams says is what he comes out and says right away is Adams said, "I'm not pleased." what I saw on the video. What do you think about that, Eric? Again, you and I evaluated his first year. Epic fail. And even Tucker Carlson thought, well, he was a cop. He'll save the city. But you and I debunked that. He was not a cop. He was an interventionist that wore a police uniform. He was not a cop because a cop would support their police officer and actually be able to dissect this video and clearly see that this police officer was involved in a violent struggle, a violent incident, a large crowd, and understand the nomenclature of that school. And you and I both worked there. And usually that happens about two blocks away from the school. And school safety can't manage. They're not permitted to, to leave a certain distance from the school. So the police officers are left to take action. Police officers do not break up fights. We're not referees. They take action by effecting arrest. And again, I hear that, that word de-escalate, that buzzword. It's beyond de-escalation. The police officer had to take action. I'm extremely proud of this police officer, honestly. I've watched videos time and time again where police officers are not meeting violence with violence. This was necessary to overcome aggression so that the police officer has to protect himself. He was already punched twice in the face. Was he supposed to get punched a third or fourth time, get knocked out, and then his firearm gets removed? The public doesn't understand. This goes back to what I was talking about before, John. This is the Dunning-Kruger effect. Exactly, that's what this is. Those that have never been involved in a fight, never taken police action, think, well, because they have no idea about the subject, they think it's easier than what it is, and they make an assessment of how they would take action. I can tell you this. I've been in numerous arrests, numerous struggles, apprehended, perpetrated with firearms, and I can tell you this. I don't think I would do anything different than that police officer did, and I do think I would have a tough time getting that female, yes, everyone thinks it's a female kid, getting her in handcuffs. Because, again, what you said, John, it was beautiful what you said. It's so true. He's not trying to hurt her. That's what the public doesn't understand. The police officer's not trying to hurt her because clearly he, he was a lot bigger. He probably could if he wanted to. He's just deploying the strikes in a manner to get this particular adversary in handcuffs to quell the problem and to get out of there. There was no injuries involved. This police officer took the necessary and used the necessary force to, to effect an arrest. And what the public is saying now is if you're happy with this, and obviously the post is happy with that based on that, 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 that the topic and the, uh, 
of that article is they don't want police officers to take action. I talk about this all the time. Presence displaces crime. But intrusive police work actually curbs crime. But they don't want police officers doing intrusive police work. Mayor Eric Adams has failed his police officers. Here we are in the first week of 2023, and he's already failed them. That already sets the president for the entire year. So my message to police officers, stop taking action. Stop doing I said intrusive police work is what's effective, and I agree. But unfortunately, you're being micromanaged by the civilian complaint review board. You're self-initiating threat-resistant injury reports. You're on camera. You're not getting the benefit of that. And your mayor that was a supposed cop is not supporting you. And Commissioner Sewell completely is just falling to line. And Commissioner, you know, I'm disappointed in you. I heard nothing but good things about you. I have friends that actually work in Nassau County, Nassau County as police officers. And they said you're extremely intelligent and that you're great and you're fit for the job. And I understand that. But obviously, they're not letting you do your job. So take a stand. Do you really need this job that bad? I'm sure you get a job. Anyway. Take a stand and say you don't agree with this because you know. I don't know how you sleep at night. You look at the ceiling and you know this is completely wrong and you just fall into line. Why? Because maybe you're looking for the next step or you want to say you're the commissioner of the New York City Police Department, but you failed us. And I don't have any faith in you going further. I think, that, I think that's completely well said. I think you left out a major component, though, to that, right? We got the mayor who wasn't happy about the incident. He has a police officer, right? 22-year 20, police captain, wore a bulletproof vest like he always likes to remind us, even though I heard he was a desk, uh, desk officer, a career desk officer, never left never left the desk, wrote, wrote, you know? So what was never a street cop affected, what do we say, 11 arrests, which was six more than Pat Lynch did. So that's the part that you left out right there. The police union, the voice of the police officer. Where are they? Where is the police union? I put out a tweet and I put out an Instagram post because I went online. I want, I had to see, like I was, I was driving home. I was driving home and uh, I went to go see uh, a, a leader. His name's Ron DeSantis. I, w- I was grateful enough to be, uh, to be invited to the, to his inauguration. I was at his inauguration yesterday driving home and I was getting messages, text messages, everything, Telegram, WhatsApp, Instagram, whatever. And everyone's sending me this video. So I was like, hey, I'll look at it when I I'll look at it when I look at it when I get home. I was on the road. So I look at it when I get home. I'm like, wow. I'm like, here we go. Nine seconds. What's the PBA saying? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's no social media posts. So I go online and I put this at NYPD at NYPD PC. So an officer responding to an assault in progress in the 121 precinct was attacked and struck numerous times while attempting to effect a lawful arrest was subsequently suspended for attempting to overcome the assault and gain compliance. Police work is a contact sport. It doesn't look pretty on camera. The NYPD is no longer the finest. They are now the softest. I guess the New York City PBA is busy working on the contract, as they were for the last six years, to put out a response. Zero leadership. Where is the mayor that all you guys were taking photos with during Christmas parties? So I'm going to ask. I'm going to say two things. The mayor wasn't happy with it. He was he's a police officer. Why can't he give you his opinion of what those cops should have did? The the police commissioner obviously wasn't happy with it because he was suspended. 
without an investigation. So why can't she come on here? She should be the number one police expert in New York City at this point. Is she not? She's the police commissioner. She's in charge of a, of a 50,000 member department. She has the largest police budget in the world. She's in charge of billions of dollars. She's responsible for over 10 million people in New York City, right? Where's her response on what should have been done? The mayor wasn't happy with it. So, so Eric Adams, what would you have done in that situation? What should have been done? Police commissioner, what should have been done? Pat Lynch, I won't even ask you because I know you never did it. So there's no point in me asking what you would have done. <laughs> but what you think should have been done should come out of your mouth because you're the vocal. You're the vocal. You're the you're the you're the voice of the men and women on the street. It's a shame that you are, but you are. You're the voice of them. You're the voice of them. I know you've never experienced that situation yourself and you insulated yourself enough to never be involved in that situation. Kudos to you. You're obviously a lot smarter than a lot of people on this job. You've made the most money, too. So kudos to you. You're actually making more money than the police commissioner. So God bless you, right? But where are you? Where are you? These people are being demonized. You have kid. You have a kid that's suspended, right? So if he's suspended, now the investigation is going to also lead onto every officer in there, right? Because if he was suspended, the thing's going to – the next part of it is going to be why didn't they intervene? Where was their supervisor? So now every person, the front line, will be held responsible because, again, you know why you're not hearing? You know why you're not hearing what should have happened? Because they can't tell you. They can't tell you what happened. They've offered these cops no training. They sent them out there to be victimized and murdered. And they would rather see you dead and stand up at your funeral and tell you, we will always be there for you. We're a family. We're always going to be there for you. As long as you take the, as long as you took the vaccine, we'll always be there for you. You know, if you didn't take the vaccine, or God forbid, you hung out with Roger Stone, or you supported Donald Trump, or maybe you support Ron DeSantis, you think that's how you lead? We're not going to be there for you then. But ever, other than that. We don't care about your work level. We don't care about your competence level. We're always going to be a family when you're dead. They don't care about you getting assaulted. They'd obviously rather you be assaulted, beaten, humiliated, brutalized. And guess what? All your people calling for this cop to be terminated, I say right now, let's do it. Abolish the police department. Let's go to unarmed security. Uh, you know, Adams Consigliere, Phil Banks, his his security company that he no longer works with, even though he listed it on his on 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 his application for for deputy mayor of public safety, they could get the contract. They could get the contract, and even then, those unarmed security guards, what they do last week, they beat the shit out of someone hopping the turnstile. They jumped them, beat the shit out of them, and all three of them got arrested. So you know what? There's going to be nobody to call soon. They're really in New York City. There is going to be nobody to call soon and when they come you know what you're gonna say they didn't do anything the cops sat there and watched my daughter get beat up the cops didn't arrest a girl that beat my daughter up the cop got struck in the face and stepped back and let the girl leave what is this i don't feel safe anymore in this city you know why thank mayor adams thank the police commissioner thank patrick lynch Dude, you couldn't be you couldn't be more right. It's completely accurate. I mean, it's just so disappointing. I mean that, but that's what they're saying. For those that are saying, what 
other options could they have taken? If Mayor Adams is saying he's not happy, what's the other option they have then? The only other option they had was to walk away and never take any action. Let the kid get beat up by other kids, not call the problem, have large crowds, impede vehicular traffic, impede the commercial business in that area, impede on the quality of life of those residents, and have just an unruly mob take over this entire neighborhood. And you and I worked there before. And I remember, I, I'm sure this is in the vicinity of Port Richmond Avenue. And uh, I'm trying to remember the cross, I think uh, Forest Avenue. And there was there would be sometimes 100, it, it felt like there was 200 kids out there, huge crowds. And we would have to take action and quell, and quell these mobs. But obviously now these kids can't, can't do that. And here, you know, within four days ago, on New Year's Eve, a police officer was slashed on the head. And I've been saying this, it's unfortunate, but I, I, I do think a police officer, uh, unfortunately, we're headed for a disaster where a police officer is going to lose his or her life to someone's hands by other means than a firearm. And I'm proud of this police officer because he might, maybe he watches podcasts saying, no, you know what, Eric Dim and John Carey, I'm not letting that happen to me. I'm going to take action because for some people, they think, obviously, they think kids can't hurt you and they think females can't. Anyone is a potential adversary in this particular incident. This was a violent struggle. And at any point, these police officers could be injured and they could lose their life. And it's not a joke. And for those that have never taken police action, they just don't understand the nomenclature of, of a police incident and how volatile and how things can change within seconds. And in nine seconds, we don't give our police officers the benefit of the doubt. I'm disgusted with Mayor Adams. I'm disgusted with Commissioner Sewell. Commissioner Sewell, you had an opportunity to deflect from your predecessors and to take action as commission, but instead you're hiding behind the masses. You're falling to line because you want to keep your job. I'm disappointed in you. I heard great things about you, but obviously it's not true. And I'm confident that you're not going to revamp and modify this disciplinary matrix. You're going to fall in line. How can Mayor Eric Adams call himself a cop? John, how could he call himself a cop and say he's not happy with it? What else do you want the cops to do? The cop got punched in the face twice. Is he supposed to get wait till he gets knocked down? I mean, is there going to be a UFC rep to say, okay, he had enough? The police officer, obviously, that's what they're telling the police officers. Don't take action. Don't do anything. And that's why I said, I said, the neighborhood safety teams that he's implemented out there, his baby, I'm advising you guys that are out there right now, you're part of these neighborhood safety teams and you're trying to be that quasi-anti-crime team. If you get involved in a violent struggle and it doesn't look good on camera, he's not going to be happy with you either, and he's going to bury you. It's not going to be just Civilian Complaint Review Board that peppers you up. It's going to be that. But now this police officer was suspended. They just Mayor Adams just gave the Civilian Complaint Review Board ammunition to destroy this cop's career. Completely accurate in regards to this. You know the Civilian Complaint Review Board is going to substantiate this police officer for force. He's going to face charges. I do think down the line he could be at trial. But in that time, his career is on hold, and he's facing uh, – he's going to be put on the shelf. And, and the, it's going to kill morale. And morale is done already. This is another contributing factor to the mass exodus. So – and 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 I, I hope he's vaccinated. I'm sure that's another problem that's going to come into play. But this is absolutely disgusting. It really is disgusting that they made a knee-jerk reaction and a judgment based on a nine-second video. You want your police officer, your cops get attacked? This is why I said he talks two sides of his mouth. He said he's going to protect the cops. Here, action speaks for itself. He had an opportunity to take action 
and represent and support the cops, and he failed. And Commissioner Sewell, you are the leader of the department. I don't care if there's a mayor or anybody. You were supposed to stand up and say, listen, these are my cops. This is ridiculous. How do we suspend this police officer? How, this is now infectious to the entire department. How do I support the rest rank and file and say that if you take action in this matter, you're going to be suspended? You know what, Commissioner Sewell? You failed. Epic failed. The problem is, is that the mob now decides what it is. The mob rules. NYPD no longer does crowd control, right? If we have whatever, what's the unit we have? We, we do not do crowd control. The crowd controls us. The mob, SRG. SRG, whatever it is. We don't we no longer control the crowd. The crowd controls us. The mob controls us. That's what it is. Right, because if and 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 let's and let's get something on here. We didn't we didn't see the whole video, Eric. Right, we only seen nine oh. seconds. But in that nine seconds, I don't see anything wrong. And I've spoken to numerous cops, retired, active people, and other departments. They're like, she's actively swinging at him. What the hell do they want? I'm like, I don't know. That's a great question. Oh, why did they take it down? Was a couple of things. I'm like, he's he's trying to take it down from the shoulder. He can't take it down by the head. He can't take it down by the head. And and by the way, I don't really want to get on the floor in that situation either because there's so many people. It might not even be an opportune moment for really me to get on the floor with her at that time. I really want to be on my feet to protect myself from other assaults. I just try to arrest one person just because I get her in cuffs doesn't mean the assault on me is going to stop. There's numerous individuals and a crowd's forming. People are yelling. That is a nightmare scenario. For those of you who have never been in it, it's a fucking nightmare. It really is. And I just want to let you know, you know, two minutes there feels like a lifetime. Your adrenaline's pumping. Your fucking heart's beating through your chest. I don't care how in shape you are. You're going to stop breathing heavy real quick. <sighs> you're wearing a bulletproof vest. You got a gun belt on. You're worried about your gun getting taken. You're worried about your partner who's dealing with four other guys over there. And it's it's a it's a complete nightmare and this all goes back again to Eric Garner this all goes back to we had a police commissioner his name was James O'Neill and he fired Daniel Panaleo for the same things i don't like what i saw doesn't look good you remember what he said that day i have an obligation oh. to the city and someone died so someone has to answer for it so Daniel Panaleo, who did absolutely nothing wrong because Eric Gardner had a heart attack, because Eric Gardner decided to resist arrest, put himself in this situation where he had to fight with the police and subsequently had a heart attack due to the 98% blockage in his heart. Daniel Panaleo gets fired because he has an obligation overall. You know what that was? That was bowing down to mob rule. And here we go with this kid. It doesn't look good. If you had a problem with it because you viewed the video earlier and you didn't like, you felt something else should have happened earlier that didn't happen, tell everybody. If you feel like something happened after that, no. You're saying you don't like what you saw based on a nine-second clip. That right there tells me you were never a street cop. You never were involved in that. You'd be standing in the background handing out fucking flyers pointing fingers about what you would did, tell everybody about what you would have did. But you never did it. That's what that that's what that tells me is you were never in that situation. Because what should be done if you're gonna make a comment like that and that's slander, 
And now you're already spinning. This kid doesn't even get due process. This kid doesn't even get equal protection under the law, right? And again, he responded to a 911 job. He was doing his job. He did it the way you trained him. He had no other. He had no other options at that point. He couldn't take her to the ground. He couldn't take her by a head. He couldn't land on a back. God forbid he tripped and fell on her and he landed on a chest. Misdemeanor, right? You put him in that scenario. You know who's to blame? You're all to blame because you didn't say anything. So here we go again. It doesn't look good. Automatic suspension. How about you go, you review that whole video, and you come out like the professional you're supposed to be, whether it be the police commissioner or the mayor, and say exactly what happened and exactly what he did wrong and exactly what you expect him to do. But you didn't do that because you don't know. And now this kid, a DA, is going to – is gonna now you're putting him in the situation where he's going to probably be charged also. He's going to be charged criminally for assault too. So you ruin this kid's life. Slander. His career is never going to be the same after this. And I got one better for you. It's just another step on why nobody wants to be in the police department. It's just another step on why there is a complete mass exodus on this job. It's because the mayors that we've had are incompetent and the leadership that they appointed have no spine. I don't care how smart they are. I don't care how great of police careers they had. I don't care what they did. They decided when they got there that they were going to see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil for a payday. So I don't care. Like at this point, there are no police commissioners. Roger Stone asked me. I did a, I did a show with him not too long ago. He asked me who the last police commissioner was. I said, in my opinion, it's Ray Kelly. Even though I think Bill Bratton's a policing genius, he exhibited no moral integrity. He exhibited no moral integrity under the Bill de Blasio administration. And you know what? Maybe it's not fair because Ray Kelly got to police and be a police commissioner under Rudy Giuliani in a police force in an ideology that he that he believed with. But these guys all believed in that ideology too, the same one that Rudy Giuliani did. So maybe it's not fair because Ru- – but I, I have a feeling that Ray Kelly wouldn't be a police commissioner in this thing. And if he would, then then again, he's not a leader and he has no moral integrity. So here's my thing. If you're going to actually lead the police department, if you're going to be a police commissioner for a mayor who won't give you the reins, you're a puppet. That's it. I mean, I'm sorry. Dermot Shea disgraced his name. Jimmy O'Neill disgraced his name. Bill Bratton disgraced his name. Keychan Sewell, you're disgracing your name right now. And you're a lot younger than them. Well, the problem, the problem also is the public that watches this that doesn't have any police experience, that's putting the political pressure on Mayor Adams. What they see, and what they, what they feed to the public is that it's just a couple of kids that are rowdy, and the police officers should just break it out, break it up, and calm them down and, and walk them home. But that's not what's going on here. The public doesn't understand. Again, it's the Dunning Kruger effect. They don't understand the actions of a police officer. What is to be a police officer? You said it. You got the Hitler trap. You got pedestrians out there. When I watch this video, I see violent struggle. The public sees exactly what the post said. The police officer pummeling and assaulting this kid. That's not what's happening here. You got several perpetrators that are trying to impede the arrest. Then the police officer taking action. And I, again, I said it, John. It's unfortunate. Uh, and I really do feel that this may happen. I don't want it. 
But that's where we're headed to. Is a police officer is going to lose his or her life by the hands of another for not protecting themselves, not taking action other than a firearm. And that's why I commend this police officer. He took action by deploying strikes, trying to overcome aggression and effecting an arrest while trying to quell an angry, violent mob. It's not just a group of kids that are rowdy. At this point, it's a violent mob. Gender, age, at this point, it's not important in this factor. They have potential to hurt these police officers, to hurt others, to hurt themselves. They have to be, the rest has to be affected. The crowd has to be addressed, has to be addressed immediately. And Mayor Eric Adams, if you watch this video and say you're not happy with it, it's completely obvious that you have your your arrest record is reflective of your knowledge of police work. And John, I agree with you. Again, advocates. Leftists that are anti-police, the rhetoric that they spew, they always want to use that word de-escalate, and they'll say police officers shouldn't act in this manner, but they never tell you what they should do. So I challenge Commissioner Sewell and Mayor Eric Adams, if you thought that was inappropriate and a suspension is the appropriate manner to take, what should that police officer have done? And I think this is what you wanted them to do. Walk away and do nothing. But then if they walk away, it's catch-22. You walk away and do nothing, you're subject to suspension. You take action and do your job, you're subject to suspension. Now, if those police officers would have, went, would have handled it, gotten punched, knocked out, and his firearm was removed, and he got shot in the head and killed, guess what? You know what they'd be calling right now? Heroes. They'd be dancing. They'd be singing. Posthumously promote them to detective. This is disgusting. Why are we not supporting these police officers? I tell you, I'm angry by this. I'm really disappointed by this. A nine-second video is going to change the famous police officers. And you said it. Now you just gave the district attorneys the opportunity to potentially charge them criminally, which is a, a great career enhancement for a district attorney. Say, hey, I'm, I'm prosecuting a cop. And another thing, you said also the diaphragm law. The Civilian Complaint Review Board has made the, uh, the appearance that if you put your hand anywhere near someone's neck, they charge you with restricted breathing because of the no chokehold ban. So, obviously the cop was afraid to put his hands anywhere near this person's neck. He's trying to pull them down from the shoulder, can't get them down to the ground. And I agree with you, the ground is the worst place to be. you got an angry mob, you got a crowd, you don't want to be on the ground, you can't see what's above you. But people don't understand that. This is just disgusting. I, I, anybody that's watching this right now, if you're a cop that's on the job, you know, you have to say to yourself, hey, Listen, either I sit on a desk and that's how I write out my career. And if that's what you want to be, I'm surprised that you ever actually want to be a cop. If you actually want to be a cop, it's time to go. Seek out these other police departments that are offering hiring bonuses. They're offering lateral moves. They're offering money to relocate, to move to other cities and other states. I've spoken to other police officers. They're extremely happy with, with their relocations, the jobs that they're at now. They're being appreciated, supported. There's no reason to stay amongst the NYPD now. You said it. NYPD softest. Well, guess what? If you go out there and you police soft, you're going to get hurt. God forbid you get killed. I don't want that to happen to you. So with this police soft taking action, I'm proud of you. John, uh, you and I are here to support him. It's unfortunate that he got suspended, but I'm proud of you that you can say, you know what? I got suspended for taking action, but I didn't get hurt and I didn't get injured. And you also helped your fellow police officers that were there. And you helped the public by getting involved in this problem because this action could go further. Maybe someone in that crowd ha has a firearm. 
We don't know that. Maybe someone has a knife. So you guys handled the problem and you handled it appropriately. You took action. I support you. And I know John does as well. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish we could do more. I wish we could change the whole narrative of what the hell's being painted. Um, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to just give a real voice from real people on the ground instead of this fucking bullshit narrative of I just don't like it. Again, I'm going to say, what don't you like about it? Tell us. And you know why we'll never hear it? Because they're fucking full of shit. They'll sway whatever way the wind blows. Um, zero investigation done. The integrity all down the line in this department is just – it's gone, man. It's gone, you know? I Listen, I got a lot of friends I love, a lot of people, all different – thing it's gone man i really i get it everybody's trying to hold out oh i got five years i got this honestly go inside seriously don't stay on the fucking street do as least as you could do at this point because if you don't you're gonna end up getting killed getting fired or getting fucking or getting thrown in jail for nothing because when the mob says it's not good it's not good you could have done everything right you could have followed your training to a T. You could have followed the law to a T. You know, again, Daniel Pantaleo. I don't think anybody fucking really took into account what the fuck happened at that moment in time. Proactive police work died in that moment in time. That's it. The fucking lies started. Next year, next training, the video, the police department comes out. It's going to be punches. I'm telling you, watch. It's going to be two punches on the buzzer. Two punches. On the buzzer. Two punches on the buzzer. And and reassess. I'm not fucking kidding. I'm not kidding, dude. I'm telling you. Two punches, reassess. Two punches. And then and then it's gonna be no, don't hit the don't use your right. You gotta hit just a jab. Just jab. Because and, and make sure they're light jabs so that it doesn't look bad. This is where we're well, make going. sure you get punched twice first. Yeah, make sure yeah, make sure make it look good. Honestly, at this point, I'll be honest with you. Your best move probably is to get your fucking ass kicked and fucking just get the fuck off the job. Like, that's probably your best move at this point. And even then, everyone's going to knock you. Even then, all the big tough guys that don't do the fucking job would be like, yeah, you know what I would have did? All the fucking chiefs. We know what you guys would have did. You would have smacked them over the head with a fucking nightstick and left without calling an ambulance. We know what you would have did. Right? <laughs> but now, you know, now we get to be, you know, now we get to fucking, you know, now we're in the era of, of ESPN where the rules change as they go. And this is what's going on. You know, this is exactly what's going on. You know, I fucking feel terrible for this kid, you know, and, and, and the mental effect on him. I don't even know. I'm sure he's on the tremendous fucking stress right now. I'm sure everybody on that scene's on the tremendous stress. I'm sure his immediate supervisors are on the tremendous stress. You know, I'm sure the fucking feeling in that precinct right now is not a good one. That's what I'm sure of. I'm sure there's a lot of fucking people that are, that are upset and, and, you know, and, and it's unfortunate. It really is. It's unfortunate. Things are going to happen in police work. You're always going to be judged. People are going to judge you every which way to Sunday. You'll judge yourself. Your sergeant will judge you. Your best friend will judge you. Everybody will judge you. But at the end of the day, there has to be a basis of guideline that we stick by to determine what's right or wrong. And for the last 10 years, we ha the basis changes per the incident, per how the public feels. I shoot a lady with a bat charging me, it's no good. I shoot another lady with a bat charging me, it's good the next week. It doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. There is no basis. The training in the police department is awful. It is at 
Again, how do you take Eric Garner to the ground? Now let's remove Eric Garner. How do I take this 14-year-old girl to the ground when she's punching me in my face? What do I do? Well, there's the training. Where is it? What should they have done? What do you want them to do? You know, um, uh, I was at DeSantis' inauguration yesterday. He said something that stuck with me. It reminded me of this podcast. Totally. Totally and utterly. You know, it reminded me of the last year or two of, of attacks. And it reminds me of what the hell's been going on with all of us. But we don't have the leadership. And I'm just going to read it to you. We take hits, but we weather the storm. We stand our ground and we do what is right. As the book of Psalms reminds us, I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Leaders do not follow. Leaders lead. And, you know, it really resonated with me. And I said, you know, I was like, this is this is exactly what we're doing. We're going to, you know, there's cops listening to this right now that are saying, yeah, you know, it was a girl. I wouldn't have did this. You know what I got to say? You're a jerk off. That's what I got to say. You're a complete jerk off. You are fucking putting yourself. You are putting yourself into an impossible situation, into an impossible scenario. You don't know how tough you are. You're going to, and, and you could be way tougher than everybody. You could be the best Brazilian Jiu Jitsu expert. You could be a top notch boxer, be golden gloves, be all of that. There's going to be days when you're not at your best. There's going to be times when you're off guard. There's going to be times when your adrenaline dumps and you're going to react wrong or your your thoughts are going to shut down or your or your, your frontal cortex, your lobe's going to shut down and, and you're not going to be able to perceive that situation right. And guess what? In that scenario, that kid did absolutely nothing wrong. He tried to pull it to the ground. It's not his fault he couldn't get her down. She fucking kept swinging at him. He kept swinging at him. Let's see the whole fucking video. Let's see the whole thing. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the guy responded to a 911 call and stopped a girl from being assaulted by two by two other girls. He stopped someone getting assaulted, potentially stopped a murder. He, you know, he stops that. He gets assaulted himself and he hits the girl a few times who's uninjured, who has no marks. I mean, come on. But, John, you said it. You said it before. Um, well, first of all, let me just circle back. I hate this terminology when they say it doesn't look good. Because what you're saying is it's not about right and wrong. It's about optics. I mean, how it's supposed to look. That's why you're right. Mayor Adams, how is it supposed to look? Is he supposed to do some type of dance? Turn? What is he supposed to look like? I, I don't get what that means. It doesn't look good. Punches, the point strike, it never – just the point strike – it doesn't look good, but it's not meant to look good. It's supposed to get stuff done, just like your motto. Get stuff done. Get the perps in handcuffs. Get it done. Get out of it. But you would understand that because you weren't a cop and you only, you only had 11 arrests. So 11 times you had to get something done. So completely, you have no knowledge and no expertise to make an assessment on this. But what they're saying, and this is unfortunate. I don't want to get anyone else in trouble, but this is the reality. The commissioner, by ordering the suspension, is saying that this police officer used excessive force in the presence of other police officers. What did they receive now, John? You and I did a podcast about this. Able training. So according to Able training, the other police officers that were present were supposed to intervene 
and stop the assault because that's why this police officer was was suspended. And if there was a supervisor on scene, that supervisor should be suspended as well because they did not intervene in this assault. They did not take action. Am I correct? I know it sounds silly, but that's what they're saying. So it just proves that they're playing to political pressure because did this police officer use excessive force and did not look good? Okay, then why are we not suspending the other police officers or potential supervisors on the scene for not applying the able train that they learned, which to intervene when they see something inappropriate and force that is not properly utilized? But that's not what happened here. We know that Mayor Adams and particularly Commissioner Sewell, they know damn right in their heart of hearts that this was completely appropriate. And if you ask me, that police officer did not use enough force. Because I'm telling you right now, John and I hope you feel the same way. If you punch me in the face, God, I tell you what, you're lucky if you get to punch me in the face twice. But if you do, I tell you what, I wouldn't be as nice as that police officer. And I'm not saying I would look to hurt them, but I would strike as hard as I could to knock that person down to get them in handcuffs. So don't tell me that this police officer acted inappropriately. Now, you're 100% right. I trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I boxed in many years. I, mean, I have a black guy right now just from training. And I can tell you this, in the heat of the moment, erratic environment like that, anything could happen. Like you said, you're having a bad day, but you have a large crowd. You're not training on mats. This is a real-life scenario. It could go anywhere. You have a gun. You brought a gun to the situation. And now you have to protect and think about others as well. You have to think about the pedestrians. This is actually, this is disgusting. I'm so tired of seeing this. And you know what's unfortunate, John? You and I, we're ranting and raving because we're here to support the police officer. We're here to expose the truth. And we're telling the police officer to stop doing their job. But you know what? It's going to happen again because it's in their blood to help people out there. There's another police officer that's going to take action. And Mayor Adams and the commissioner are going to suspend that police officer too. I've never. This is a reaction I've never seen before. We've seen police officers in situations where – they were modified, and I thought that was terrible. But this is beyond. There was no investigation. Based on a nine-second video, the police officer was suspended. So that means that the police officer right now has no medical. And technically, they have no job, and they don't work for the New York City Police Department. They were suspended based on a nine-second video. This is disgusting. That's the message that you sent to the cops? Mayor Eric Adams, and he walks around with his NYPD baseball cap. Get that shit off. I'm tired of seeing you wear that NYPD hat. You don't even deserve to wear it. <laughs> it's true, though. No, I mean, dude, these guys are by themselves. They don't have anybody. They really don't. Their fucking union doesn't give a shit about them. I will, we're working. We're working. Fuck the contract. Fuck the pay. I don't even care about it. Honestly, I never did. I didn't sign up to be fucking rich. I didn't think that being working for the cops was going to get me rich. I always pursued other things to make fucking money to fucking live the lifestyle I want to live. So fucking, I never thought that that job was going to make me rich to begin with. So fuck the money. You guys deserve more. But look, look at this scenario right now. Look at this. Where the fuck is your union? Are they on? Are they on TV saying anything about this? Are they in the newspapers? No. Real quick, oh, the guy needs due process. Because why? They don't want to go against the mayor because they're working in cahoots. There's a bill going up in front of city council right now to take away retired guys' health care. Guess what's going to happen next? They already have a request for proposal out for your fucking health care. Where's your union? Are they telling you about it? No, not the SBA, not the LBA. Ask your trustees about it. Oh, don't worry about it. It's going to be better. 
but they're not going to be able to tell you anything about it. Same way they're not going to be able to tell you what this fucking guy should have did. You know, and shame on the fucking post. The post isn't there for them either. Look, listen, listen to this shit. I'm going to read this to you. This is from the girl. I ju- this is from the girl. I jumped in and the cops came and was supposed to be breaking it up. But the cops got into the fight. The girl, Kiana Robinson, told the post Wednesday from her Staten Island home. Then everyone was just in handcuffs, and my sister was in handcuffs. She said, and I went up to my sister and asked the cops, what are you doing? And he pushed me. And then I hit him two times, and then he hit me 11, she said. But I just want to correct the story. Because when you re- when you watch the video, she said I punched him in his face two times. She didn't say I hit him two times. She said I punched him in his face two times. That's what happened. This cop did nothing wrong. He responded to a 911 girl. He saved a girl from being possibly killed on the street that day. He did his job. He did what he was asked to do, what he was trained to do. He did it with the constraints. He did it the only way with the constraints that were given to him by New York City Council, by a bunch of bumbling fools who think they're going to tell someone how to fight when they've never actually been in a fight, not in training, not in real life. And if they did, they would have put their heads down and walk in the hallway. Listen, I'm sure we could go back to your high school records and all that, and we, we'll see who these people really were. I mean, it is what it is. You know, and and it's 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 unfortunate. They're the ones that are passing law. So you're in that constraint. You couldn't have took her down to the ground and laid your weight on her. You couldn't have pulled her by the head and took her down. You would have been guilty of a chokehold. You would have been fired and suspended. Anything you did there was wrong. Anything you did there was wrong. And this is the system that was created. The only people that should be suspended is every fucking chief in the NYPD, the police commissioner, and the mayor. They should be this paycheck should be suspended and they should come up with a fucking effective plan on what the cops should do, what they should do every day, and what the mission of the police department is going forward. Because if it's to make fucking Instagram and Twitter happy, it's never fucking happening. So I don't understand like what the fuck we're gonna do here. And and you know, and it just leads into the more of the fucking bullshit that's coming down that now twelve year olds anyone under twelve can't be arrested or prosecuted. For anything other than murder. Anything other than murder in New York. And it was signed into law by guess who? The same fucking person that Pat Lynch backdoored $50,000 to. But without without fucking giving an endorsement. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York. And and, and Eric, I want to talk about that for a little while. Because it's, (laughs) it's my opinion. It's fucking my complete opinion. That this type of ideology will grow ton of criminality from our youth our youth have now been emboldened not because we have eight and nine and ten year olds that have a criminal mind at this point because nobody has a criminal mind at that point but because there are going to be criminals that are going to infect their mind and use them and pay them to commit crimes on their behalf so knowing that they're not going to be prosecuted because they're going to fucking game the system and we are going to upend our youth and our society based upon this law and we could we have fucking guys like Pat Lynch and the New York State PBA and the fucking FDNY union and both FDNY unions for giving this woman money and saying she was our best option for New York They're 100% right. I mean, they're doing it right now. The experienced veterans, 
these uh, felons that are on the street right now, they're targeting the youth, 13, 14, 15 years old, especially when raised the age, 16, 17 year olds. They're putting the guns in their hands. They're committing the crimes for these crews. They're facilitating the crimes. But now they'll just raise the bar and they'll target 10 to 12 year olds and they'll put the guns in their hands. They'll have them run errands just like Mayor Adams did when he was 13 years old running errands for the Seven Crowns. They'll be out there running errands just as he did. But now they'll, do a, they'll have a firearm in their hand and they won't be arrested. Mayor Adams at least had – he was arrested and maybe that arrest helped change his life so he could have a second chance to become a police officer New York City Police Department. But a 12-year-old goes out and does the same things that Mayor Adams did. He's not going to be arrested. So, again, this is going to be infectious amongst these 12-year-olds. Yes, I do think that the criminals, especially these crews, these high-level crews, gangs in New York City, are going to take this as an advantageous position to utilize, to facilitate crimes for their crews, and to alleviate getting arrest. I mean, obviously, they, they showed all their cards by saying this. If you were a gang member, why not? Instead of putting the gun in the hands of a 15-year-old, put it in the hands of a 12-year-old. Have them be your mules. Have them move the narcotics. But you know what? Even going back, circling back, John, I, I want you to answer this question for me. And I know it's the most ridiculous thing, but what do you think that Mayor Adams and Commissioner Sewell actually wanted these cops to do? Because he said it doesn't look good, and they suspended him. You and I know what we would have done. We both would have deployed strikes. 100%. I don't even have to ask you, John. I know that's exactly what you do, and so would I. I think we'll come from the same part. But he says it doesn't look good. What do you think they actually want these cops to do? In your opinion, what do you think they could have done that would have appeased the mayor, that would have been appropriate, that actually would have – that they wanted to see? Did you ever see care bears? Yeah. <laughs> so they wanted them to line up while, while, the, while the assault was happening and they were all going to lock arms. And they were going to have their body cameras on. They were going to sing a song, and rainbows were going to shoot out, and and everyone would miraculously feel better. And they would give everybody. They would send everyone on their way, and they would have changed the root cause of why this person was being assaulted. They would. Everyone would have been friends. The cops could have left there. They still would have had a few complaints against them, and they would have filed. They would have filed reports that would have self-reported on the cops because they're just guilty of you know they're they're statewide sponsored brutalizers. So it's partially their fault that the girls were in the fight. So they would have did that as well. You know they would have, they would have reported on the cops themselves. The cops would have got a few CCRBs, but they would have locked arms. Rainbows would have shot from their chest, and everyone would have went on their way, and it would have been great. Honestly. Well, you're missing one key element. They need Twitter photos also. I think Twitter photos really would have helped this. I think it would have probably de-escalated the situation. Yeah, I, I, yeah, really absolutely. Helps. No, they would have shot some, and that's the other thing. Somebody there would have shot the de-escalation out of their chest. The de-escalation. <laughs> because the de-escalation is about as defined as what's in that rainbow that's going to change everybody's opinion. Like, what the fuck? I, like, I, again, you know what de-escalation in that situation is? She punches me in my face twice. I pull her down by a hair and crack her in the face one time so hard that she fucking decides she doesn't want to punch me again. That's de-escalation in that situation. That's it. And she's going to put her hands behind her back. That's how somebody puts their hands behind their back when they don't want to. I don't care how strong you are. If it's one-on-one. You're not getting someone's hand behind their back if they don't want to. And the only way you're going to do it is by gaining compliance. Those strikes were being sent out to gain compliance. And obviously, however they looked, 
they were soft. I mean, we see her on video. She doesn't even have a fucking scratch on her. She doesn't have a bruise. She doesn't have anything. She was treated and released from the hospital with no injuries. She was taken to the hospital right from there. The cop took her to the hospital. That sound like well, something you know, that wants something bad? I'm curious because the, the, the public says that the cop pummeled this uh, pummeled his adversary, pummeled this girl, right? And I, 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 I assume that the public is staying in because I spoke to this reporter and she was saying that the cop assaulted this young kid. So what I'm curious is for the Civilian Complaint Review Board, because I know you're going to do an investigation on this. How would you feel if you were in this situation? How would you handle two punches to the face? Would you still be on your feet? Would you still be able to have the, uh, the emotional fortitude to, to pursue forward and to take action and try to affect an arrest and still quell this problem after you've been hit twice in the face? Or would you go cry to mommy that you just got punched in the face for the first time in your entire life? And that's why I said if you were holding a two-year-old baby and you got pulled in the face, it would hurt. So imagine getting punched in the face. So I say to the CCRB, how would you handle getting punched in the face? You'd probably go cry to your mother and you'd probably have your sphincter squeezing up because you'd be in so much pain because you didn't know what it's like to get punched in the face. And then, but yet, the public, civilian complaint review board, you expect our police officers, like they're inhuman, they're robots, get punched in the face, wipe their face like it's nothing, and just take action, like you said, with care bears, like stand there, lock arm. I, I think, you know what, John, I know it sounds funny, but I think you're right. I think that's what they wanted to do. Stand there and wait and say, are you guys done fighting yet? Listen, we, you know, we can't have this no more. Let's stop fighting. Let's be nice. That's going to work. I'm sure that's going to work. You know what they're going to say? Suck my dick. Fuck you. Get out of Get in my face. Now, I don't even like curse like that, but that's the reality. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're doing. Spit on them. Spit on them. Tell them, what's your name? What's your shield number? Give me your business card. And when they don't, boom, boom, boom. All this shit, again, is set up. It's all anti-police, pro-criminal stuff. It's all being set up. It's all been put in place to disarm you, to retract from proactive police work, and honestly, to demasculate the police department. And here's where we are. We have a demasculated NYPD. Not one chief has said anything. Everybody's just keeping their mouth shut. I got two more years. I got one more year. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, I feel bad for that kid. Yeah, it's fucked up. Everybody's just hiding out. You know, it's it's a fucking, honestly, I don't, I, I honestly got no words. I really don't. It's fucking disgusting. It's honestly, I'm, I'm like, at this point, I fucking, I do. I miss being a cop. I don't miss it anymore. Like now, like watching this video today, seeing this kid get suspended, I'm like, I always had a hope in the back of my head that I would get, I would be able to go back, even though they won't let me go back. They're denying me my, my year that I'm entitled to go back. They're denying anyone that that's not vaccinated their year to go back. So, you know. Actually, you know what? You're doing me a favor because I wouldn't go back anyway without back pay. I, I wasn't willingly coming back. You were going to pay me back pay and you were going to fucking – and I, w- I would have came back and did my job and I would have did it wherever you put me. But now watching this, I really – I have no desire to go back. You fucking did me a favor. Honestly, I realize that I can't work for fucking incompetent, immoral people with no spines that have no fucking clear messaging. You're not leaders. You're not – it's 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 disgusting. These kids and 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 mind you, these kids. God only knows how long they were working for. We just got off a New Year's Eve weekend. The manpower is so short. It's so short right now. These guys are working seven days a week, twelve hours a day. They are they are so forget morale. There is no morale. They are demoralized at this point. They've been demasculated. No one knows 
what the fuck to do. They're being put out of posts and they don't know what their job is. They don't know what to do. They're responding to 911 calls now and they don't even know what's right or wrong. Should I make an arrest? Should I not make an arrest? Should I stop the person from being assaulted? Should I not stop the person from being assaulted? I don't know. For some reason, all the care bear stuff, the de-escalation isn't shooting out of my chest and no one actually told me how the fuck to de-escalate because they don't know what it is. I think what they should do from now on, I think the protocol should be this. You respond to a 911 call. When you get there, you make an assessment, get everything on your body camera video, you stop, you call Mayor Eric Adams, you get him personally on the phone and say, Mayor, this is what I got. And maybe you can put him on video chat and say, look, what do I do? You are a cop. Tell me what to do. How do I, how do I affect this situation? How do I take action? Tell me, how do I make it look good? That's who you should call. Because he has the answers. Apparently, he said it didn't look good. Tell us what to do. No one knows what to do. No, so so after this video goes around and this podcast goes around, what's going to happen is the PBA is going to come out. And they're going to say, don't take any enforcement action or physical action without calling your sergeant. And then the SBA is going to come out and say, don't take any physical action without calling your lieutenant. And then the LBA is going to say, don't take any physical action without calling the duty captain. And it's fucking, and and at the end of the day, they're going to disappear right after that. And you guys are stuck out there again in this trick situation without an answer of what to do, not knowing what's right or wrong. Because again, it might be good one day. It'll be good if it's, if that was Eric Adams' niece on the floor and you saved her, anything you did would have been fine. You know, but the next day, it's not because they didn't like it. The Instagram video came. We got nine seconds. She might be related to a city council person. She might know a city council person. The council per- the council member didn't like it, and that's what happened here. And that's why you're suspended because because some incompetent city council person doesn't like what they saw on a nine-second video that has no police training, that has no experience handling the situation, and that's it. And, you know, and what, what would CCRB do? I mean, I think uh, – I think Mike Tyson said it best. I think you said this before. I'm sure they have a million plans about what they would do, but everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And that's and, and that's exactly what it is. Everybody, everybody, everybody that never played football on Monday morning would be the best quarterback that ever was, ever lived. Even, <laughs> even though they're 300 pounds, they never picked up a football. They never ran. They never. They, they couldn't even run the field. But they would tell you. They'll tell you everything how to do it. And that's what's going on today in the police department, in law enforcement across this country. We're being everybody. Everybody's a fucking police critic. Nobody knows shit. Nobody's never did it. Everybody will tell you how to do it. They never did it. And that's just what the fuck it is. That's just really what the fuck's going on right now. And even the guys, the biggest critics in the department, fucking look at them. Look at their arrests. Let's see how many arrests they have. Talk to the guys they worked with. See who they were in fucking high school. You know? And 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 and, and that's it. That shit doesn't leave you. So it is what it is. I think these executives should be ashamed of themselves. Chief Madry. Chief Kemper. Uh, who's, the, who's the guy running the special operations? Chief Shell. These other chiefs out there, why are you not banding together saying, you know what? We're not going to come to work tomorrow unless you start supporting these cops. You've got a great pension coming to you. you got a lot of money coming to you. You're 60 years old. Stand up and start standing for something. Stand your ground, protect these guys. But you know what? 
Every one of you should be ashamed of yourselves because not one of you will come out and speak out and support this guy. And back in the day, and I know, John, you've, you've said it, and it's true. Every one of these guys would have handled this by far much, much more intense than this police officer did. So for any one of them to just stand by idle, they're complete cowards. And I'm not a religious person, but you've told me before that in the Bible, cowardice is seen as worse than being a murderer. So these guys are worse than murderers. They sit by and they don't say anything. They they, they keep their mouths shut, shut and they know that they're a complete atrocity. And none of them band together. They should call each other up on the phone and say, listen, tomorrow we're not coming to work until this is changed. They have a pension of $25,000 coming to them a month. How much money do you need? How about some dignity? Take a stand. Take a stand. I, I've been asking for one chief, just one, to stand up and say this is wrong, this is an atrocity. Back in the day, we by far, we used more force than these kids did. And we didn't have body cameras, and we weren't micromanaging this matter. And you were not a, as effective as we were or these kids now. You did not have the intelligence to walk in this matter. Not everyone, but as a general whole, you cannot compare. Absolutely not. Nah, and don't just say, oh, it's a different time today. Well, okay, it's a different time. So what should he have done? What should have happened? Nobody's going to tell us this. The, the media is not going to tell us. Hollywood's not going to tell us. The mayor is not going to tell us. The police commission is not going to tell us. The unions are not going to tell us. Nobody's going to tell us. So everyone tomorrow, I doesn't know, and today, I'm sure, nobody knows what the fuck to do. Nobody maybe, knows what to do. Maybe they don't like the, the, the hammer fist. Maybe they wanted to see uh, direct jabs or, or, or cross punches. Maybe they like the hammer. I, I, I don't know. Do they want slaps? Did they want, uh, I don't know, maybe taps on the shoulder? What, what, what do they want? Dude, I'm telling you, we predicted a lot of things on this show. I'm telling you right now. Two two punches on the buzzer and reassess. I'm telling you right now. I know hammer fist, hammer fist no good. We don't do this no more. We don't do that. Oh, don't hit no elbow either. Too hard. Too hard. Don't hit the elbow strike. I'm telling you. That's where we're going. They are fucking taking away every tool police officer has. Every tool is almost gone. That was the last. This is like one of the last things you got is your strikes. You know, it's it's it's. I I don't know what's gonna happen, dude. I really don't know what's gonna go from here. I really don't. I, I think this police officer was nice. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of him for taking an action, but I think he was nice. I can tell you this: it, many times where I've had to deploy strikes, I broke my hand, and this police officer didn't break his hand, and he didn't and he didn't injure the perpetrator. So he couldn't be had more kind or and gentler after getting the. Punches to his face twice. And he no. handled extremely professional, extremely professional. Yeah, I said he got suspended. Yeah, I don't think that he, I don't think those hammer fists were. He was mean and he was trying to hurt her. He was just trying to scare her to go down. And I mean, and you could tell she wasn't injured. He's a grown man. She's a fourteen-year-old girl. If he wanted to, he could have uppercutted her right in her face, broke her nose, and she would have been knocked out or or knocked all the teeth out of her mouth and laying on the ground with one strike. Oh, but it looked too many. Okay, look too many. Again, she wasn't injured. They took her to the hospital right after. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't want to be in that situation. Believe me, I think if you asked him what he wanted to do that day, he wanted to have an uneventful afternoon and go home to his family and go eat dinner and not be involved in any of this insanity. But he was. He was placed into that situation because that's what his fucking job is. And we placed him in there, and the people that ask him to go out and do his job to tell him they're always going to be a family turn their back on him the minute the mob doesn't doesn't say it's good. Honestly, the union has done zero for them. The union has done zero for them. 
There's no response. Totally nil. I can tell you this. John, we, you and I haven't discussed this, but I can say, tell you this. Sometime when we're in New York or if this kid ever makes his way to Florida, you and I, if you agree to it, I think we should take this kid out to dinner. I'm proud of him. And I would like to have, you know, sit down and have a conversation and say, hey, we need more police officers out there that are like you. You should not be suspended. You should be getting metal that you handled extremely professional and you handled it appropriately because we don't see cops using force now. We see the tactics are terrible and you took action what you're supposed to do. So, you know what? If we have an opportunity, if we see you in New York or Florida, I'd like to take you out to dinner um, and, and say thank you. And, and I'd like to see more cops like yourself. Absolutely. And to the PBA, since you like to tweet only after I ask you where you are and then you basically just copy what I wrote and sum in substance, why don't you fucking – why don't you guys pay for his net, his suspension? Give make sure his salary's there, bars suspension. Isn't that what you're there for? I mean, to protect him while he was doing his job from the forces from the outside. I mean, unless unless you believe unless you believe that he did something wrong, and then you need to tell us. You and and again, I want to hear it. I want to hear it thoroughly. I want to hear it down to the granular level. What should have been done? And that's what I want to hear. I'm fucking I'm telling you it's it's absolutely disgusting. Eric, it's so disgusting. It's not even I really don't know how anyone's still on the job. I really don't. I'm, I'm trying really- to remember how many how many care bears were there. Maybe that is, there could be a team of care bears. How many care bears were there? Five? I don't know, but now they're all wearing blue and yellow and they're in community affairs. Um and and a lot of them have, you know, and a lot of them <laughs> And a lot of them, you know, and, 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 you know, a lot of them were terrible cops. And, and I'm sorry, like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people today that are without sin with terrible, terrible cops, you know, uh, it's not a knock on the community affairs bureau. It's, it's, a, but there's a lot of guys in there that were terrible, terrible cops. They wouldn't piss on those girl, that girl, if she was on fire and now they're leading units and doing all this other shit. So John, I mean, I, I, I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. I know this makes people uncomfortable. There's no racist part of my body, and I agree. And, and I know the same thing for you. But let's be honest, it's about optics. And, and I'm going to ask an uncomfortable question, but I want your honest opinion. This police officer I saw looked like he was Caucasian. I don't think he was a white police officer. And it's my firm belief, and you agree, that there's total discrimination against white police officers now amongst the police department. If this police officer was black or Hispanic, do you think the outcome may have been different? Well, I said, I don't, do you remember the video where the officer was trying to affect the rest? Big black guy, older guy, had a couple of, he had, he had over 20 on. And the girl charged him. Harlem, I think, I think, yeah, yeah, I think, right? I think it was in the 2-5. I think it was in Harlem. And uh, the girl charged him and he shoved her to the ground and she almost got knocked out from the, the from the force of the ground. You heard her smack the ground. Yes. And the mayor supported it and was like, oh, he did nothing wrong. Which, again, yeah. I don't think he did anything wrong either. But I do believe if that officer was white, there would have been a different outcome. I 100% believe that. I said uh, it then, and, and, I, and I'll say it on this one too, that if the officer was black, it would be a different outcome. It would be a different outcome, one, because city council wouldn't say anything about it. And two, it wouldn't be as much as a community outreach. I mean, and if you go on Twitter right now and you say, you, you look at the responses, that's what it's all about. It's about the color of this guy's skin, you know, um, which is, again, it's abhorrent. You know, racism is alive and well in New York City, and it's not white supremacy that that's uh, perpetrating it. So, you know, it's 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 actually the exact opposite. You know, uh, white is 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 like you're 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 like a third class citizen at this point for no reason. 
for really because, you know, the majority of kids I grew up with, and I know you too, Eric, we were dirt poor. <laughs> you know what I mean? We had no advantages in life. You, you know? So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I really I, mean, I, I was told when I was working out there, especially working in the South Bronx, and, and hey, uh, oh, you were, you were privileged. What? I, what? <laughs> I was privileged? I, I grew up like you. You know, just, just I was white, but I grew up like you. You know, I worked in a minority neighborhood, but I grew up like you. I was poor. I my brother's bike. That was my bike. You know, I, we talked about this before. This is absolutely ridiculous to, to believe that all white people are privileged. You know, and, and I, I hear this term thrown around about re, reverse discrimination. I, I don't really know what that is. I just think it's discrimination. I think white people are being discrimination amongst the department. Clearly, I, I, I'm I'm not ready to just listen, but it, I have to bring that point, and and I do think that if this police officer was black or Hispanic, I think the outcome may have been different, honestly. And I really think that's it's a huge factor. No one's talking about the elephant in the room. No, I think I, I, I agree with you. I agree. Like I said, I said when I saw that video with, with the big guy that pushed the girl to the ground, he did nothing wrong. I'm like, yeah, he did nothing wrong. I'm glad the mayor and everybody backed him and nothing happened out of that, even though I'm sure he has a use of force case and CCRB and all that other shit. So we don't know what happened with you with that. But I said right then and there, I said if he was white, it would be a totally different story. Totally different. Yeah, and this this is reflective of what you said before. It's true. You know, listen, growing up, I loved I played basketball, I played on all kinds of teams, and I always knew the rules. Five guys on the court from your team at the same time. You can't be in the center for more than three seconds. We had the same rules. But with the police department, the rules constantly change because that incident, what difference was that incident till this one? But I can tell you what, the rules have changed. Why was it appropriate in that first incident, but this one wasn't? I mean, it's the same stuff. Yeah. It was in both cases. It was a female adversary who attacked the police officer, and where the police officers took action. But why was that first one appropriate, and this wasn't? Just as we go back to Mayor Adams, his cases of of, of doing compensated security for criminals was appropriate, and to handle. But Sal Greco was terminated. So, like you said, the rules change every game. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. You know, and I and I keep saying it. A ton of black officers has criminal associations on them. Criminal associations, they get CDs most of the time. It's a warning and admonish. Look up Italian officers with a criminal association for who their fucking girlfriend's father is or whatever it is. And, you know, I'm like, they got the fucking book thrown at them. Some people almost got fired over nothing. Over literally, like, that's my mother's brother. Like, what do you want me to do? You know, and, and, and you know, the, the, the state, you know, and the statements used always, oh, you know, well, well, cops, uh, there's more arrests in black and brown neighborhoods. Well, guess what? There's a lot of arrests in Italian neighborhoods, too. There's a lot of people that get arrested in Italian neighborhoods. A lot. Pretty much my whole fucking family's been arrested. <laughs> you know? I'm a, what am I supposed to do? Not talk to anyone in my family? Like, you know, and they're not they're not bad people. And I'm sure it's the same in the black community. People get arrested. But do, do if you're going to fire someone for a criminal association, I would think that you would go after someone where being a cop could affect 
that person's situation and there could be room for there could be room for an, uh, a, a breach of integrity or using their position as a police officer for that person's gain. And that would come into play with someone in the drug trade, someone in the prostitution trade, someone in the gambling trade, someone in guns, uh, stolen goods, robberies, right? Uh, in the political arena and lying to Congress, I mean, I don't think that Sal Greco is really affecting <laughs> Anything in the police department there, you know, and and again, we have the Community Affairs Bureau and they're hanging out with rappers that have been recently arrested with guns and drugs. I mean, I don't think that they're not still involved in it. They're continuing to rap about it. And I I don't you know, if you're going to if you're going to pick those scenarios, one guy's getting promoted for hanging out with the guy with guns and drugs. The other guy's getting fired because he hung out with an old man who said he lied to Congress. I mean, they they said he lied to Congress, and by the way, the whole fucking investigation that they said he lied to Congress was was fucking made up. <laughs> well, John, in your opinion, your opinion, you were the CEO, you were the liaison to CCRB to Internal Affairs. Has CCRB already acted, uh, initiated an investigation on this particular case already? And going forward, do you believe that he's going to be substantiated? So, I think. That 100% the minute they saw that video before they even spoke to the police department to say, oh, we need everything on that case. They already started investigating that. They already probably tried to start getting witnesses, whatever. It's funny because I've never seen the CCRB deviate from the mob. So right now, if you go on Twitter and you see the mob actively going against, this is horrible. I can't believe he hit a little girl, this, that, the other thing. 100%. He'll be, he'll be substantiated. So will numerous other people. And like I said, again, if he acted wrongly, and that's what the mayor said and the commissioner said, then everyone on that scene acted wrongly. The people that weren't on that scene acted wrongly. But I'm going to say, again, the only people that act wrongly, in my opinion, is the higher-ups. And guess what? This one's not going to be on True Blue, episode two, but this is the real True Blue. This is the real, <laughs> this is the real True Blue. This is what really happens in the NYPD. This is what it's really like to be a police officer in the NYPD. Now, you know, Marjorie and what's the other guy's name, the chief of patrol now, Shell? Shell. Yeah. They're right now, they're, they're too busy shooting, looking for the good thing. Oh, let's make sure, let's pull this out. Let's make this look good for the public. Guess what? It's never going to look good, bro. They don't like us. It is what it is. It's never going to happen. You know, you're, you're looking for something that's never going to happen. When you arrest people for doing bad things, there's going to be incidents. It doesn't look pretty. Again, I'm going to go back. Phil Caruso, what he said. Police work is a contact sport. It doesn't look pretty on camera. And 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 even better than that, you don't even they can't even tell you what to do because the situations is so fluid. So we're just gonna judge you and say, Oh, you shouldn't have did that. I don't know what you should have did, kid, but you shouldn't have did that. Yeah, and why why did why did Commissioner Sewell and Mayor Adams why did they release the body the entire body camera footage? Why did they release other cell phone footage, I'm sure there's other cell phone footage that had emanated from that scene. Why there was uh, camera footage from a local bodega? Why just that nine-second video has become the center of attention? Why is that? How is that justify all the means for this particular case? That, uh, it is, that a, a bystander's video is 
is is is enough on its surface to suspend the police officer. I mean, that's what they're telling you. Hey, that's how much benefit of the doubt you get. That a, a video that could be edited that we don't know the legitimacy of a video can have you suspended nine seconds. I don't know how long this kid's career is, but his career was changed in nine seconds. Think about that. Absolutely. I mean, we can deny it. It's like that. If anybody's listening and you're retired and you served in group 54, for those of you that don't know, IB group 54 is the force unit. They investigate all use of force. I'd like you to come on and and just break down that interview for break down that uh that video for us and just give your professional opinion on what on what on what this officer did right or wrong and and just your your you know your truthful honest opinion based on your experience in that group and what you were taught and 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 based upon the law and the procedure in the New York City Police Department. Uh, I never, like I said, I never investigated anything, but I'll tell you right now, looking at that, actively fighting, she's actively throwing punches. He's actively trying to throw, he's actively throwing punches while she's throwing punches. At the same time, he's trying to bring her to the ground. People are trying to pull her away, and he's trying to get her to to give her his hands. You could clearly see he's trying to turn her around to put to put her hands behind her back. He doesn't have his cuffs out, obviously, because he can't. Because he then he would be he would be, he would be left with hitting her with the handcuff. You know, um, it, it, it dawned on me today. I mean, clearly, the the female reporter that I had spoke to from the Gothamist, uh, she was very nice on the phone. But it really dawned on me that she just has no clue what it is to be a police officer. She hasn't done any police work. It's not to her fault. But this is the impression of the public and, and I go back to it. the question that she posed to me is would I have done anything different to de-escalate the situation what does that mean we're at the point of trying to affect an arrest and quell an unruly mob and alleviate violence and get the hell out of there so we're, we're, we're way beyond de-escalation. That's why I know the public just doesn't understand what de-escalation is. It's the buzzword. I mean, John, what you, what's your assessment by that when she asked me, what would you different to do de-escalate it? I mean, don't you believe that we're way beyond it? What, is, what, what does that mean? Do you think she's just throwing out a word or she really believes that we could de-escalate at that point? I mean, I think she. I, I think again. I think people, uh, like you said, I think the Dun, the Dun and Kruger, the Dunner and Kruger, whatever the hell it is, the Dun and Kruger effect. It's, it's, it is a real thing. I mean, a lot of people. You're like, oh, I wouldn't have did that. I wouldn't have did that. You know, I wouldn't have did that in that situation. And it's like, well, you never been in the situation. You don't know what it's like. So I don't know how you would know what you would have did or what could have happened or should have happened. I, and you don't fully understand all the aspects of the situation you're not looking at it the same way that a trained eye is looking at it when they roll up like i said at that moment in time there's numerous people around a girl's being assaulted you affect the rest there's an unruly crowd around you there's vehicles passing by there's vehicles stopping there's more people getting out there's people yelling out of their windows there's people coming out of stores there's people coming down the block there's a huge crowd forming around you Boom, you take two strikes to the face. Now you're trying to arrest another person. You're worried about the prisoner you already have that they don't escape. You're trying to arrest this person now who, by the way, is actively assaulting you. The crowd now is actually surrounding you and moving every which way you go. I mean, 
you know, and and again, like I said, death is imminent at that point for everyone involved, including innocent bystanders, and no one truly understands that, you know. And uh, I I was talking about uh, did you see the Buffalo Bills player? Uh, yeah, he, he dropped sure on the, he dropped on the field after he took a hit. Right, he takes a he takes a hit from T Higgins. Horrible. You know, I pray everything's good. You know, I pray he he has a, a, a full, full recovery. But, you know, it really dawned on me how everyone took that hit. I was like, wow, people, you know, and, and, I, and I hope this isn't true. But what people did see at that moment in time and what they thought at that moment in time is that he died on the field. And, you know, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And most people have never witnessed somebody die. Um, but I mean, that's unfortunately for police officers, for EMS, for firefighters, for nurses, for doctors, for hospital staff, we see people die a lot, a lot, a lot. So in those scenarios, what you're perceiving to be just a punch to the face or just a scuffle, we are reflecting on similar incidents where the situation went the other way where a little girl got stomped to death, where, you know, somebody fell over and cracked their head on a sidewalk and their, and their spine severed from their brain or their, their spine stabbed their brain or whatever happened and they died at that moment in time or somebody had a heart attack and died from the adrenaline flowing or somebody falls on one of the New York City fences where there's a spike and they have a spike through a part of their body or someone gets stabbed to death in the crowd and you didn't even see what happened because it happened so quick or somebody gets shot. And, and, and that's the thing that people don't understand about police work and about when we talk about de-escalation, de-escalation is stopping that incident right away with using a minimal amount of force necessary to affect the arrest and quell the situation. And that's what people don't understand. You know, so when they saw that on the field yesterday, it's a real rude awakening. Oh, my God, life is so fragile. Yeah, something that's very true for a police officer. It's not something that's true for the majority of people. That was beautiful. I got goosebumps. Well, I'm serious. A hundred percent. People don't understand. And it's true. It's unfortunate. In all the professions that you had you had uh, indicated. But a particular police officer, not only does a police officer see death, but police officers see deaths by the hands of others that are tragic. This this death here is, is tragic. I mean, I'm sorry, this injury that happened is tragic. It's, it, it's scary to see something like that. But what police officer sees is death by the hands of others, tragic deaths, you know, uh, just total atrocities that you have to walk with and carry and, and and, and maintain professionalism and come to work the next day. And also knowing that when you're in situations, <clears throat> that that death could also be you. <clears throat> and that's what people don't understand. They think, well, this girl was a girl. It was a kid. It was a youth. But that's why I asked the civilian player review board on the public. You know what? Just, just shine a light in your face. Look at a, a fluorescent light or just shine a flashlight in your face for a couple of minutes. And just get to that point where you see that spot, that uncomfortableness. 
And at that point, just try to do some regular household chores or have some type of mission and try to accomplish it. And just see how you how well you're focused after you can't see in the spots. Well, that's how it feels after being punched in the face. It doesn't matter if you get punched in the face by someone who's 250 pounds or by a girl that's 150 pounds. A punch in the face hurts. It distorts you. you it distorts your reality, and it it uh, it creates emotional stress. It doesn't matter where it's from. It, it's a punch in the face. It's not something you're expecting. Uh, we don't stand there, you know. This isn't this isn't kickboxer and Van Damme or blood sport and stand there and 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 breathe in and and and, and wait for the, the the big pineapple to fall down on your chest and, and protect. This is the reality. You're getting punched in the face when you're not ready for it. You're in a volatile situation and you have to protect others. You're doing a balancing act. It's like a big circus. You're standing on that tightrope and you're juggling and you're bouncing while getting punched in the face. And you want them to be the most professional human being and not deploy a strike. I mean, what did you want him to do afterwards? Let's have a big hug that you just punched in the face. Can I hug you? No. Break up the fight? What is this? Okay. What is this? A hockey fight? Okay. Go time? And this is not the reality. So what the public is saying, the commissioner, the mayor Adams, they're telling you they don't want you to be a police officer. I said that the economy between a police officer and security guard is the shield that you bear in your chest. A security guard stands there, observes, witnesses, and report. Stop being a cop. I've said it before. You know, I have to admit, John was right. Listen, and I do it. I knew it throughout my career that I shouldn't be on the street, that the civilian complaint review boards are just adding up. They don't want me on the street, but I had a duty to my, my men and women out there. They were out there, and I wanted to be out there with them to protect them. But they don't want this type of police work anymore. So go and be a security guard. Protect yourself. This is what they want. Be a care bear. Like you said, hope, I don't know how you get that stuff off your chest to do the de-escalation. Maybe you and I can figure this out. We can do our homework. We're pretty resourceful guys. We can figure it out. But I don't know how you do it. I really don't. I don't know what the answer is. I would have deployed strikes just as that cop did. I really would. Honestly, I think you would have done the same. No, 100% I would have deployed strikes. 100%. I, and like I said, I really would have, because that was such a volatile situation, I would have hit it harder. I would have made her put her hands behind her back. She would have. I would have hit her much harder, um, because I, I watching that scene scares the shit out of me. I don't know if someone's really? gonna reach over, start stabbing. You don't know, and you don't even know the girl that was just getting assaulted. What's going on with her? Is she now getting assaulted because you're trying? You just got there, like so. Like there's so much stuff going on there. I would have tried to put that situation in bed as quick as I could have. Um, she would have been pretty marked up. I'm telling you right now, and and I I do believe I would have only deployed one strike. It would have been much harder and much significant, and she would be she would look a lot differently today on on the on her on her interview, because that is it's it's honestly it has to stop right then and there. You have to you have to place fear in not only into the person but into everyone else around you to keep them back, to, to stop that situation. That is a de-escalation. And by the way, in all these situations, you know, when these guys go out on the field of, of play, right, and, 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 and they're in a football situation, they do it once a week. They train, they train, they train, they practice, they train, they train, they train, they practice. You're being put in these situations where you're expected to be perfect and you never train. 
and you never practice. And they happen like this. And you're working. These guys are being worked to death. They're not getting days off. They're being ordered over time. Manpower's down. They're not eating properly. You don't know. That kid might have just been eating in his car, taking a bite to eat, just like Lou and Ramos were when they got assassinated, taking a bite to eat. Boom. 911 calls comes over. He might have had a headache, felt a little sick that day, just getting over COVID for his 18th time like everybody else in New York City, right? Because guess what? Everybody's still spreading in the NYPD. Doesn't matter. Unvaccinated, vaccinated, everybody's getting it, right? Just like, just like you know, just like colds and flus like we had forever, right? So he might have just been getting over that. He gets the call. He gets there, and he's expected to execute perfectly. When we have athletes that go out every day and train, and they only play for a few hours, very few hours, very short window, not even anywhere near a tour in the NYPD. These guys are working 12 hours a day at this point. You know, they're, they're, These guys are playing for two, three hours, and they can't execute perfectly. But Police officers expected to execute perfectly, poor diet, no sleep, never being around your friends and family, missing every event. And the more and more the manpower diminishes, the worse mental health is going to go. The suicide rate in the NYPD, I'm shocked, has not spiked even higher than what it is now Um, because these guys are – these guys are – you know, I get messages every day. We're being worked to death. Nobody cares, and it's it, it's horrible, and and nobody's talking about it. The the whole thing, everything is being shut down, and uh, you know, I mean, that's really it uh, uh, for me on 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 that video. It's horrible. I pray everything comes out right. I have no faith that it will, though. I, I agree, and I, I I just think the only thing wrong that that cop did that day was show up to work and go to that nine one one call. That's the only thing you did wrong. Honestly, it's just sad. His heart's in the right place. Trying to help the community do the right thing, do the job that he was trained and paid to do. And it got him suspended. I know he's sitting there right now, and I don't know I don't know if you have his name. You have his name, John? I don't know his name. I but, have his name, but I don't want to blast him. So. Gotcha. Uh, but I, I, I just want to find out for myself. I'm going to try to get his number. I'd love to give him a call. Um but I hope he's watching this podcast. I hope that you're a viewer and I hope you're uh, listening. We support you. And I, I, I just feel terrible that this, this, this happens to this young man. I mean, he must be thinking to himself, wow, I just shouldn't, I shouldn't have went there. I did my job for what? And you know what the other cops are saying? Shit. They see, that's why I just, that's why I wanted to be a crime analysis. That's why I wanted to be the planning officer. That's why I wanted to be the RMP coordinator. Because if you do the job, you're gonna you're going to suffer the consequences for it. I say it all the time. If you're a construction worker and you go to work with a tool belt to build a house, you can't take that hammer and put a nail on the wall. You're going to get in trouble. That's exactly what happened to this police officer. He went to the job and he, and, and he utilized the tools that he has. It was deploying hand strikes to effect an arrest, and he got suspended. It's uh, it's absolutely terrible. I mean, the last thing I have for you is, do you think? I think I think I know your answer, but do you think that Mayor Adams and Commissioner Sewell could make this right? I think that uh, well, they can make it right. Will they make it right? Absolutely not. I don't think I don't think that he'll ever break break politically. He's never done it. Why would he do it now? Um, he may say something, possibly to make it sound okay, but I I mean. 
unless they come out with the full video and 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 turn it around, which I don't see them doing. He already put out the statement. He doesn't like what he saw, and the kid was already suspended. How could they possibly go back on that? How could they possibly go back on that now? I, I just don't see that they I, – I think that they could if you watch the video and they're like, oh, we found something different. I, I, I'm pretty sure that the guys at Group 54 that are looking at that video and that, you know, again, we didn't see the beginning and we didn't see the end. But that nine-second clip there that every I'm, – I'm, I'm 99.9% positive that everyone that doesn't, is, doesn't have a chance to be promoted and isn't looking to get promoted and isn't looking for SDS, LSA – Anyone that that has a fucking spine in that unit that that wants to just do the right thing and find the, the truth, which most of them do, any one of them, I will guarantee, will say that that kid did absolutely nothing. He was completely within guidelines. The force was justified. And and if that's the case, what happens to now? He still has a suspension on his record. If they if they do come to uh, if they do come to that conclusion, how does that work with his suspension? That I don't know. I mean, he could be restored days. I it's it, I, I have never seen I I haven't seen it done, but I mean he could be restored days, you know what I mean? Again, I just don't think that they're gonna go back. He's not gonna break rank politically. And honestly, there is no fucking police commissioner. So let's just get that out there. This guy's a police commissioner, she's a fucking puppet. She she goes up on stage, makes a few fucking speeches, and that's it. You know what I mean? And and and, and commissioner, honestly, it's not even a knock on you. The, the same's been true fucking since since Bill Bratton came in the second time and again even ray kelly i don't know the guy had a good mayor but I, i'll tell you right now i wouldn't go out this way i would not especially you know, you know she's a little younger but these old guys i would have never went out like that never 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 well said brother I, I agree i mean this is an opportunity for her to stand out and separate herself from her predecessors and i mean she was chosen because of diversity but here's an opportunity for also to show diversity as a police commissioner, as actually conducting herself as a police commissioner, showing di diversity and ad adversity by standing up and standing.